What's up? Is this working? Looks like it's working. New recording space. We're on a hammock. Yes. Yes. You heard me right. I said hammock. Um. Yes. I am on a hammock right now. And this is the comfiest way to record. This is how I'm going to record. That's great. Uh, yeah, let's let's do this. Um, what's going on? This is episode two. A little late. A little bit more than a little late, but whatever. Um, I I went home to Milton area for the for 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 Eid and and all that stuff so I was uh unable to record really busy uh anyway um uh oh yeah no so I wanted to start by talking about Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan Apparently, I don't know. I don't know how true this is. I just read this shit on Twitter. And again, I don't know how truthful this is. But he just signed a $100 million deal with Spotify. And and basically, the gist of it is that he's going to continue doing what he's doing. Slowly transitioning to Spotify starting September. And then by the end of the year, his entire platform is just going to move entirely exclusively to Spotify. And now, the deal is actually really smart. And I think it's smart for both parties. Because you're not going to want to move all of a sudden because then you're not going to have the, the listener retention across the move. So they're giving people enough time to slowly start transitioning on Spotify and then from there they're gonna have the video podcast up on spotify which is is interesting because i've never seen like a video podcast on spotify and i wonder what their like their video podcast is gonna look like regardless i don't listen to joe rogan i think i'm like just i like to see the clips on twitter sometimes because he's just he's literally just a dude who's high who interviews other people and it's and it's good like he it's good moments and i like to listen to podcasts and i know he he's good at making them and good on him anyway point is is someone was telling me that when they announced the exclusive deal with with um with joe rogan that the company value shot up five billion so then i thought about that i'm like a hundred million dollars out of five billion is not a lot and I thought this must have been really calculated on Spotify's part because they know that adding like the biggest podcast in the world as an exclusive would do that to um, to their their platform would, would would give them that boost to the platform. It's really good to see. Um, basically, with like exclusivity. It sucks for some consumers who don't like pay for Spotify 
and like all that other stuff but i like like i like spotify and like um so i'm happy so like maybe i'll start listening to it um it's just they're really long for me that's the one thing like i i like podcasts that go 30 minutes to an hour because i can listen to them when i'm working out listen to them on a walk listen to them when i'm walking to work listen to them when I'm running, like, it's it's a good length, but if it's four and a half hours, I always feel like I'm leaving off somewhere. Um, so, yeah, not my cup of tea, but definitely a good podcast, and it's good to see that he's moving on an exclusive deal, but still, um... He's going to make a lot of money. Spotify is going to make a lot of money. And then there will be a lot more opportunities in the space. Because a lot of people are going to get those. I don't know. I don't know where. I just trailed off. Um, so I do this a lot. Is, is I'm thinking and I'm talking. And then my mind will trail off to another thought. And uh, yeah, I don't even know what that thought is. Anyway, so I'm on a hammock. I'm on a hammock. And it's really really comfy and um yeah no I'm, I'm gonna do the podcast from the hammock from now on it just I just like it's it's comfy I uh, feel relaxed and I feel like for me to be my 100% self on this podcast gotta be um uh I gotta be comfortable I gotta be like in the zone and not caring about things anyway First thing, oh, I kind of already went into first thing. Like, one of the things I wanted to bring up before we kind of get into, like, what's happening on Twitter and what stories and, and, like, tweets I saw and whatever and trending and stuff. The first thing I, uh, so, so one of my buddies texted me after the last podcast, which was my first podcast in a while, and he, and he saw my tweet or something and went and listened to it and he's like, bro, it was hilarious and so it, and he mentioned like one of my episodes earlier episodes where i was talking about need for speed and um how we had the demo we used to play that shit um i don't know when i even talked about this that's the thing with the podcast it feels like when i go in and i'm doing this thing it's happening and then at the end i have no idea what i said the entire time um, so yeah, so he, he told me he was like having major nostalgia and that made me feel really good and really motivated. And then I went throughout the week and then, you know, got a little motivated and, and got busy doing work stuff and other stuff and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then I went home and then, you know, like, and then I went from thinking I was going to do the podcast multiple times a week to doing it like a week and a half later, whatever point is I'm going to try to do this as many times as I want and uh that's the truth that's how it's gonna be um that 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 whole nostalgia thing really like hit me though um because I because I remember when we used to just play and it was well it was a lot simpler back then and it was a lot more like we used to play the demo of a game where you like like that's the level we were at and like we were we couldn't afford the game like to buy the full game and we didn't want to 
embarrass ourselves by asking our parents and getting told no. And later on down the line, we ended up buying it for ourselves. And at that point, games got a lot further because, yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was just this crazy nostalgia moment, and I, and I really enjoyed it. And it was, it was, it was one of those moments where you kind of just take a step back and you're, like, looking back at, like, where you've been and where you come from and everything. And, and that was great. Um, oh, okay, so... The first thing, the like the first thing I saw on Twitter, a couple a couple days ago was um. It was one of those trending things, and it was like the end of meat is here, like meat as in like M E A T, um, you know like. Like cows, I think I think, people were you know people bunch up meat as pretty much just cows. Anyway, point is. Uh, this guy Richard Dawkins. No idea who he is, but I feel like I feel like he works for the New York Times. Um, and this is what he tweeted. He said, "We cannot protect our environment while continuing to eat meat regularly. Cows produce an enormous amount of greenhouse gas. If cows were a country, they would be the third largest greenhouse gas emitter in the world." And this was like part of an article in the New York Times. Anyway, point is. I struggle with this concept because I love to eat beef and um, I understand the, the impact because we, we, we look into environmental uh, concerns and like environmental concerns is a big thing about engineering like it, it can environmental con- considerations is a big thing about engineering and part of what they teach you is like to be conscious of that. So like I get it, we we were aware of the problem, um, and I and I feel like I'm not fully informed on this on this topic, uh, and I feel like I don't want to be fully informed on it, and I don't think it's ignorant, to, well it is ignorant, but like it's not it's not a bad thing, because, when I say, that I don't want to learn more about it. It's more kind of me shielding myself, which is ignorance and naivety or whatever you want to call it. But point is, I like eating beef, so I don't want to learn more about how cow farming is bad for the, the environment. And so when I saw this story, it was this, it was this like sense of like guilt. I didn't like it, and then but but that's natural, right? Like you you, you don't like you. I'm kind of getting called out here, right? And then, so no one's ever going to enjoy getting called out and being told that, you know, you emit greenhouse gases and you're bad and you're contributing to the problem. No one likes that. But I found it interesting that my take it always on, on this issue was something like that. And I don't think that, I don't think that makes me a bad person I think that makes me more ignorant or whatever in the general. I don't know where I'm going with this. But point is, um, it went on and it's like, if you care about the working poor, about racial ch- justice, and about climate change, you have to stop eating animals. Racial justice. Okay, so that I don't understand. You don't got to 
throw in words. I haven't read the article. Maybe it mentions that. But you don't got to throw in words that are not relevant to the story to fill up your your tweet. New York Times. Um, and it's an opinion piece, right? Because so, this is one of those issues that like people who have been eating beef for a long time um, don't care. And I think that that's why it's an opinion piece and not a news piece. Because so many people would disagree with you. And so many people would have their issues with it. Um, yeah, and uh, there's there's another tweet. It's like, I love burgers, love. But working on this piece reminded me of what I, tr- what I try to avoid. Eating them comes too high a cost. Renewing efforts to wean myself off meat. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm a bit of a pessimist, so I don't... And by a bit, I mean I'm a crazy pessimist. I don't believe that the greenhouse issue, like the greenhouse gas emission issue, is going away. And I think that cows are not the biggest issue here. That might sound ignorant, and I, again, have not done anywhere near the amount of research that other people have done to make those decisions, but... I have, I like beef, and I'm going to continue to eat beef. Is that a bad thing? Sure, maybe. Am I ignorant for not looking into the research and doing my own, like, things? Yes. But do I like beef? Yes. And is there a world where I could survive without beef? Sure. Right? No more burgers, whatever. Like, it's fine. No more steak. It's fine. Like, I'm not going to die. But, do I think that we're going to recover in some way by killing all the cows and then saying no more beef? No. Bigger issues at play. And, I don't know. I feel like this this is one of those things where you... You can just get in so much trouble for this. Like, you can have, you can get in so much trouble for having an opinion on this. And, um, yeah, no, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because I, I, feel, I feel conflicted here. I feel like I'm ignorant and dumb and I'm an idiot for eating animals. But then I also feel almost pessimistic about our chances anyway. And then I go for the whatever we're all going to die attitude, which sucks. That's not healthy and it's not productive. But that's what everyone else is doing. Anyway, point point is, point is, polarizing issue. People love beef. People love to eat meat, chicken, whatever. And then there's some people who don't. The point is, is that should we thought about this earlier and should this have been something that we built into society earlier? Yeah. Did we? No. Can we do it now? Maybe. Is it too late? Mm, I don't know. I, again, am not educated on this, so I'm not going to comment any further, but that that's my opinion. So I'm going to keep eating beef. 
even though it might come across as ignorant, it's me just, you know, I don't know. I'm not right. I, that's, that's the dumb thing here is that I don't want to come up with any bullshit reasons why I'm right because I'm not, but I like beef and I'm going to eat beef and I'm going to continue to eat beef, whatever. Point is, that's the state of affairs. We got COVID-19 going on. Let's worry about the cows later. It's important to talk about it. Let's worry about the cows later. Half the people aren't even driving anymore. Actually, that's a lie. Not true. Um, yeah, I, I was... Because to get to Milton from Ottawa, you have to cross through Toronto. And I saw traffic, so... I don't think half people... I'd say a quarter of the people aren't driving anymore. But that, you know, I think there are bigger issues at play than cars and cows. I think there's a lot of industry and a lot of manufacturing that's contributing to that. And so let's work on those things as well as meat. I'm still going to eat meat. Whatever. I, I know there's a lot of opinions here, and I, it sounds kind of dumb saying that, oh, I'm ignorant, I'm this and I'm that, and then still eating beef, but whatever. That's, uh, I like burgers, I like steak, I like ground beef and potatoes together. My mom makes good, um, alukima, if you don't know what that is, it literally translates to potatoes in ground beef so that's it's, it's straightforward there um so i saw this and again i didn't look too much into it but because uh, i kind of like i don't see the like the full story here or like where this like it didn't pique my interest enough but i thought it was interesting enough as is um so apparently two studies in monkeys provide some of the first scientific evidence that surviving COVID-19 may result in immunity from reinfection. So here's the thing, is everybody knows that, or well, I don't know if everybody knows, but COVID-19 has a, has a low mortality rate. It's more affecting older adults, and it's more affecting people with pre-existing conditions and older adults that, that have complications. Most healthy people are able to fight off the virus and kind of get back to their lives. And that's why the recovery rate's high. So this is really promising because it shows that you could get infected, recover, and then suddenly now you're immune. Like your your body's produced the right white blood cells to fight off this infection or i don't know how it works i'm not in biology your body would be able to fight off the the virus again and so that's great and then i heard that that like some conflicting things and how this research wasn't like replicable and like uh, and like you know whatever and this and that and i don't know and i don't know it's just I, I don't have a good feeling about the story. That's why I didn't want to, like, look too much more into it. Because I didn't feel like it was worth my time. But it's great to um, 
great to see that like we're innovating and coming up with responses really quick and like if this was 20 years ago i think like when i was one so this 20 years ago i feel like this step of testing on monkeys and coming up with conclusions and publishing research would not have happened at this point even if it was disputed like i'm I'm talking about the fact that we're able to pump out research on on a virus get it you know get it published so that people can try and replicate the results and talk about their findings that is insane and that's awesome and um so basically they're thinking of trying to this is a good sign in creating vaccines because it could be you get a vaccine and you're with a small amount of the virus where your body can uh, adjust and fight it off and boom all of a sudden you're immune and that would be great um yeah it'll be crazy though hopefully the vaccine comes out and I, I think we're, like, I was thinking about this earlier. It's like, if the vaccine came out for, for the virus, how how does dispersal work? I, I don't think anyone's been around for a worldwide dispersal of a cure. And would it even be that? Would it be, like, something you have to pay for? Or, like, you know, would it be, like, more, like, messed up like that? Um, I don't know. Personally, I think the person who comes up with the the cure should push it through as something that anyone can get and because if you do that you're automatically like a public hero 100 percent um yeah if i if i was a i don't know a virologist i think is that a thing I think that's a thing. So if I, if I was a virologist and I was re- researching this and I came up with a vaccine, I'd make it open so that everyone could get it and, you know, make it open license so people, any company can manufacture and distribute it as long as they give it out for free. Like, that would be my terms. Then I would be honored because I'm a nice person by all the awards and all the praise. And and I think that's so much more worth it than trying to make a quick buck. Like I'd rather have recognition of my work and appreciation than be known as a guy who invented a, a cure and then just fucking sat on it, put a, you know, sold it. That would be like, I, I feel like that would be really fucked up. But, point is, um, that's the COVID update. That's what I've heard so far. And honestly, um, I went home and, and my family has like the, they have like, um, they had like a COVID map open with like live updates and stuff. And that's too much for me. I, I honestly can't deal with that. I, I already go to work and, and have to you know, I see people, like, it's already weird enough as is, adjusting back to being in public, and, you know, walking to work, and staying six feet apart from people, like, lines, it's uncomfortable, sometimes, I'll, like, B, 
be in a line like because you, you're doing that nowadays you're going to walmart you're in a line you're 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 going to home depot you're in a line because you're waiting to be let in right whatever that's cool the issue i have is i i have a hard time distancing myself from the person in front and i don't think it's my fault i know it's my fault but i don't think it's my fault and i know that made no sense but that's that's the that's the point <laughs> that's the point the point is is that i have a hard time determining how far i should step forward and i feel obligated by the people behind me to to move forward but i'm not doing that anyway point is that's the covid-19 update it's frustrating it's weird it's so uncomfortable um and i hope this all ends soon so everybody can kind of get back to somewhat of a normal version of reality and the next time that we hopefully this opens our eyes into thinking more about the future and what sorts of things we should be considering as a society moving forward um Oh, I, I, the next, the next thing I want to talk about is the, um, the college admission scandal. And, um, there's that, what's, what show is she from? She's from, um, I don't even know. Point is, her name's Lori Loughlin, and, Log, Log, Lawlin, Law, Log, no, Loughlin, whatever. She and her husband pled guilty to the, the 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 charges in in the college admission scandal and um, they actually got prison sentences so for me this is really interesting because I didn't expect that I didn't expect anyone in in this thing to go to jail sure it's only a two-month prison sentence and her husband uh, has is in in for five months. Like sure, that's not a long time. Like people go to prison for years, but it's kind of crazy that they're still serving time. To me, I thought they were gonna like because you buy your kids way in a university. I feel like you you buy your way out of your situation, right? Like you get the best legal team and you do this and you do that and boom. And you're good. But it's not, it didn't happen like that. And so I'm, ha- I'm happy there's some justice. Because I think that a lot of people don't understand. Is that for some people. Getting into the college that they want. And doing their. Like that's a huge deal. And not being able to do that. Not being able to get into the school you wanted to. Is a big hit. I I experienced that because I I was um when I was in grade twelve I I applied for um to Waterloo for the engineering program which was my desired I wanted to go to Waterloo Engineering because my sister had gone to Waterloo and not as not an engineering but she had her friends in engineering they were all like you know they were all doing really well for themselves and one of our family friends he went to Waterloo. And he works at Apple now. And, like, I want to do that. I want to, I wanted to go to school and then have this 
crazy job lined up uh, right right out of it and then start working and you know like that was the dream when I when I started going to school and as I like as I grew up I kind of adjusted that and and learned more about myself which is what you do in university a lot of the times learn more about yourself and what you can do and what works for you point is I didn't get into the University of Waterloo and I had the grades and I had the extracurriculars so I was really confused I, I felt I felt like very nervous and you know whatever like you know I, I explained it away but it's a big confidence like hit especially coming out of you know high school where you're trying your best and you know you I, I, I cried for marks in grade 12 I will, I will admit that a hundred percent um so like it was it was a big hit to know that even after all my best efforts at the time that that was the maximum like that was that felt like my cap right and I wasn't good enough to get into that and and that's a hard thing to communicate to your parents who likely will just say hey just you know pick whatever school you can get into whatever it's not a big deal whatever and and I think like that that minimizing um really fucks you up but point is is I got I didn't get into Waterloo and I really wanted to go to Waterloo and I learned later on it doesn't matter what school you go to it's about the effort you put in and what you're willing like it's the how much you're willing to put into an experience to get out and so that is how that is how I like how I felt really really confident slow and then I got an offer from Carleton which is where I'm at studying engineering and and you know I'm I'm glad I took it I wouldn't have it any other way um I say I don't have many like I don't have I don't I don't have any regrets in my life I'd like to believe that I probably do but at the same time those mistakes and issues made me the person I am and I'm and I'm happy. I'm I'm happy being me and learning about myself and what works and what doesn't work and what I like and what I don't like and you know that I'm a little nerdy and I'm a little geeky and I like to do a podcast, which is weird. I recognize that it's weird that I'm sitting in a hammock talking to a microphone and I've been talking to myself for I don't even know how long, but this is this is the podcast and this is why we do it point is um if you're if you're in if you're listening to this and you're in a position where you're gonna tackle you know uh something where you can experience rejection or experience a feeling of not being accepted um which is rejection i i just said the same thing but in opposites that's great um if you're if you're an if you're about to experience anything like that or if you're about to experience acceptance really really cherish the acceptance moments and really really stay strong through the rejection i don't think people understand how hard it can be to not get into the school of your dreams and um i'm not the kid in the movie that gets into you know that got all the good grades and went to the school he wanted and whatever and had a perfect life that's not me and i don't want to be that person and um 
but at the moment I wanted to be when I was, when I was younger. And so, you know, stay headstrong and, and you'll do well. You'll do well and you, you, you'll do fine and you'll have opportunities thrown at you that you never thought you liked and it's going to be great. Because th- that's, that's how life works. Chris D'Elia is he's a um, host of the Congratulations podcast, a comedian, and um, one one of the things he said on his podcast was um, once and kind of re- re- comes up as a like you know re- repeating language is um, life rips and and that is so true. It is the truest statement ever. It is life rips and and no matter where you end up and what you do, you're gonna do great. Um, and now that being said, hearing about the college admission scandal and knowing that there are people out there that got screwed out of opportunities, knowing that there are people who, uh, who are out there who felt like me in that moment and that it wasn't their fault and that it wasn't their grades. It was just the fact that they got the terrible end of the stick where people got in on rowing rowing scholarships and they never rowed a boat before that's messed up and um so i'm glad people are serving jail time for this i'm glad that there is some justice and um i know that doesn't equate to anything because there's still people that you know are getting screwed over um because they're not as rich and because they're not as powerful whatever in whatever way point is this was kind of a slap in the face to all celebrities and all like power people that you can't just get away with it and you can't buy your way out of every situation and that's good i think that that that's a fitting conclusion to this story which has kind of been going on for a couple months and like it's actually been going on for a while now and i first heard about it a long time ago and i was pretty pissed about it then and and i'm glad that we kind of have come to something over here um how, how much time how much okay we're about 34 minutes in i would normally cut the podcast but i have so much to talk about because i waited a while to get so we'll, we'll we'll keep going. I'm not feeling too sore. Yeah, like I think I'm getting used to just talking to myself for like ex- an extended amount of time. Um, well, I'm just gonna adjust here. Let's sit up a bit on the hammock. We're gonna sit sideways. You, you should get a hammock. Check Amazon. They they got good deals. There's this guy um who uh is is by Buzz. So that's weird. That just cut out. Um, I wonder what that that's gonna look like. I probably have to edit this. I probably have to edit this episode. All right, this thing keeps cutting out. This is uh this is annoying. Um, anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm actually moving off the hammock. I'm in a chair now, so I can monitor the um the computer to see which ones dropped out. But that's um that's frustrating that it's dropping. Um. Okay, so we'll keep going. Uh, is it too... F- Am I saving? I don't know. My settings must be off, but whatever. Point is... Oh, that 
was gross. I just burped. Point is, I, I was reading this news, um, uh, this tweet from BuzzFeed News, um, which showed a picture of um, a before and after hospital photo of um, a dude who was um, at the hospital uh, with coronavirus and he went from being like a like a fairly big dude you know with a lot of muscle a lot of muscle mass and I'd say he probably lost um, close to about 70% of his muscle mass and he looks like skinny and not healthy and very pale and um, kind of seeing that is um is really scary because i think i think like that's a that gives a scale of how how this is he he also looks like he aged like 10 years like he looks he looks like an older like you know 35 year old dude but he straight up looks like 45 in in the second picture and um i didn't try not to talk about coronavirus too much but it's it's what's happening right it's in, it's in the world and because it's in in the world I feel like I have to talk about it because that's what's happening. Um, anyway. Um, oh, okay. His name is Mike Schultz. Um, so I don't know if that, that, I don't know who that is, but, but that's what it is. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I just I just hope everyone's staying safe and and um I think that this is like opened my eyes a bit seeing that picture kind of gave me like the scale of what it is definitely go look it up if you can um and I think that scale scared me hundred percent um okay so I'm, I think I'm gonna end it here um because I think my recording settings are fucked up and I don't know how this audio sounds or whatever um so that's that's it and um we're gonna come tune tune in i don't know how to end this um just tune in for another episode soon uh if you want to know when i'm planning to post an episode i usually tweet out the night before on twitter it's at pod brain fart i think brain fart pod i don't know let me look it up i don't even know my own twitter handle this is great uh it's at pod brain fart okay and on twitter go go there for the updates and and also to uh, come chat with me uh tweet at me dm me whatever it's cool uh and yeah this is um brain fart season two episode two uh and we're back and we're better than ever. And that's my new closer. <laughs>